Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host, Denise Messenger, for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Welcome, listeners. This is our first show of 2018, and it's January 10th. Oh, I have a wonderful guest today. He's been on our show before, and we're so happy that he's agreed to come back. It is Alan Klein. And drum roll, big drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Alan is our Mr. Jollytologist. <laughs> he, he has um, audiences worldwide. And it's all about humor and a positive way of thinking. That's what Alan's all about. He's an award-winning professional speaker and the recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Association of Applied and Therapeutic Humor. His awards go on and on. His travels go on and on. And he has authored over 26 books. So today, we're going to talk about his newest book. And it is called Secrets Kids Know that adults ought to learn. Hello, Alan. Hello, Denise. First one of the year. I love it. Isn't that great? Uh, I'm going to set the bar high for the the rest of your guests. (laughs) (laughs) I think the show's going on five years now. I don't know where where it all went. (laughs) Congratulations. That is fabulous. Isn't that something? Yeah. So tell us, where did you get the idea to write this book? So it started many years ago. My daughter was a young teenager, and um, I was writing my first book, and every 15 minutes there'd be a knock on the door interrupting me, and i go, yes, Sarah, what do you want? And she would tell me things that could have waited, like what are we having for dinner, or can my <laughs> friend come over and play, or did you see her friend's new haircut, and, you know, things that kids kids say. And I could not get my book done, so I one day I put a big sign on the door that said, Sarah, do not disturb unless it's an emergency. Ten minutes later... Knock on the door. Now I'm really furious, Denise. Yes, Sarah, what do you want? Is this an emergency? And she said, yes, Dad, open the door. And they opened the door, and I said, what is the emergency? (laughs) And she said, Dad, I want to tell you I love you. Oh. And I thought, oh, my God. (laughs) How could I be angry with her? And I realized how um, wise kids are, because here, Sarah, I'm writing a book about humor, and Sarah was teaching me how that I was getting too serious. Ah. And and um, so I realized I just started taking notes of her and her friends and other 
kids that I had in my life and just notice how often they just cut through stuff. They just, they have this innate wisdom that I think uh, we lose when we grow up. And so I thought maybe it's time that adults learn some things from kids instead of what we think should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the idea started a long time ago. Did you keep a diary of things that children I kept some did? notes. A lot of it's in my head. Um, I also interviewed a lot of uh, people now for the current book and see what they learned from their kids. Mm-hmm. And I just started to collect those wonderful stories that are in the book and uh, kind of recalling my own life when kids taught me stuff and mm-hmm. put put together 18 wise, wonderful, and witty stories about what kids can teach us. A lot. I agree oh, with yeah. you. An awful oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking now at the index, uh, not mm-hmm. the index, the contents. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I mean, they can show us how to be more amazing in the world, how to look and look around and listen that the world is so amazing that um, maybe to eat dessert first. <laughs> so to be. <laughs> To be more bold, you know, to be creative and color outside the lines, to be curious, you know. I think uh, adults often become too blasé and forget about being curious. To be Mm -hmm. a daydreamer because everything starts with our thoughts. Um, So, you know, just on and on of stuff that, Mm -hmm. that kids teach us. Well, their minds haven't been formed and molded into mm-hmm. uh, certain ways of thinking. That all starts once mm-hmm. they get into school. <laughs> well, schools also, parents, I think, teach teach kids. To, I don't know about you, Denise, but when I was growing up, I was told to settle down, be serious. Alan, wipe that smirk off your face. <laughs> really? And then what happens? Well, yeah, yeah, I was a very, hard to believe, but (laughs) I was a very shy, very quiet um, child, but I did kind of some goofy stuff sometimes that I was told not to do. Hmm. And then I once had to stay after school because I imitated the teacher during the class. (laughs) Oh. She didn't like it. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't have those sort of of memories. I just recall my mother putting me into a lot of different organizations. She said I was too shy. Ah. So, she put hmm. me into all these social things. <laughs> and was that beneficial? Uh, I came out of my shyness, but it was a, you know, it was Gosh, way past adolescence, that's for sure. It's probably more like, like the end of my 20s. <laughs> uh, uh. Well, I'm I'm no different. I'm, I still have a headed framed. It's in, on my, the wall of my living room. My wife gave me a snail shell with a little uh, boy crawling out of it. Oh. Yeah, uh, that somebody sculpted. And... Um, it was just a reminder of me kind of maturing kind of mm-hmm. late, but 
but getting getting my own voice and who I am and appreciating and and kind of patting myself on the back for what I've done and was doing and um, kind of opening up and uh, kids show us that my wife showed me that and um, mm-hmm. here I am I'm doing it <laughs> took many you years. really are <laughs> yeah you really are and I'm so glad that you chose humor. <laughs> Well, I think it chose me. I think I think we um, talked about this on a previous show, but uh, I'd like to tell your listeners again, because mm-hmm. I'm sure you have new listeners, and um, how I came into the humor business and how I started to look into therapeutic humor. And it started um, many years ago when my wife uh, went to the doctor just for a physical checkup. And the doctor said, you know, there's something not right here. I need to put you in the hospital and do some tests. And they did that, and the results came back. And they found out my wife had a rare liver disease, primary biliary cirrhosis. Mm. And um, it wasn't that funny, but she had a great sense of humor and continued to use it even during those difficult years. So... She was in the hospital. She had a copy of Playgirl magazine with the male nude centerfold. And she said, Alan, hey, I I really like this male centerfold this month. Can you put it on the wall over there? And I said, Ellen, this is a hospital. (laughs) A little risque for that. (laughs) She said, well, she looked at it and said, well, maybe you're right. She said, why don't you go over there and get a leaf from the plant and cover up that part? And... I did that, and things were fine for the first day, fine for the second day. But by by the third day, Denise, the leaf starts shriveling up, <laughs> and uh, revealing what we were trying to conceal. And I realized, looking back, it wasn't a lot of laughter. It was only five or ten seconds. But it helped us revive us, gave us a different perspective, help us rise above the situation, even for a little, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. But it helped us get through that difficult time. And then we'd come home from the hospital and we would just look at a leaf or a plant and we would start to laugh. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of tears, certainly, but the laughter, as I recall, was like this breath of fresh air and really helped us get through that difficult time and so I went back to school I got a master's degree in human h-u-m-a-n development and my thesis became uh, my first book which is the healing power of humor and now I've been doing that for many many years and uh, spreading spreading uh, how therapeutic humor can help us get through anything and I've kind of expanded it now to not only humor, which is having a positive attitude, but having a positive attitude towards anything in our life. Yes, indeed. It definitely gets you through some tough times. There's no question about that. Right. Let's talk about the illustrations of your book. Um, why All right. Do you Thanks for reminding me. A, you know, <laughs> As like a mini miracle. Yeah, well, I think happened in my life that amazed me. And so I call those mini miracles. So many happen almost every day. My daughter's an artist, and I thought she does these wonderful little adorable drawings. And I thought, 
Wouldn't it be great if she illustrated each of those chapters? So she starts doing that. Uh, there's a chapter on being a napper, and she has this teddy. She used teddy bears, and she has a teddy bear in a chair and, and uh, with its feet on an ottoman, and the teddy bear is taking a nap. In Be Kind, she has two teddy bears hugging each other. So she did all these drawings, and I sent them to the publisher, and they they didn't know what she was doing. They were doing the cover of the book. They didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know what they were doing. She did teddy bears, and on the cover of the book, they put a teddy bear. <laughs> I That's guess people crazy, call that synchronistic. I'll yeah. say. Oh, um, my god. I call it a mini miracle, yeah. It really is. <laughs> they were all on the same wavelength. They didn't know it. Exactly. So I was, of course, really pleased Um it, and it was fun to, like, have this fa- father-daughter team. We've never done anything like this before. And um, so this was this was a first, and we both loved it. Oh, that's so neat to have that collaboration. Huh. Yeah, and, you know, it and it's so appropriate for the book, Secrets yes. Kids Know. Here's my daughter. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about what is important um, in which we must learn from children. Well, as I just said, one of them is um, be loving, be kinder, be more compassionate. I mean, I, I was at a conference several years ago, and I met this young kid, and we were kind of joking around at the lunch table, and later that morning, I saw the kid and they saw me way down the pathway and they came running at me and just gave me this biggest hug. Now I had just met them the day before, but kids that do that, I mean, they're loving kind to everyone until that's kind of, I think drummed out of them. And if they get angry, often they will not stay angry. You know, if someone, another kid takes their toy, they'll go, I never want to see you again. And then two minutes later, they're playing with that kid again. And I think it has to be, it's drilled out out of kids. I I have a friend who had her grandkids over there, her house. And one of them was yelling at the other and screaming, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And the grandmother went over and said, that is terrible. You should never say that. Where did you learn that? And the kid said, Oh, I learned it from you, grandma. (laughs) Because <laughs> she she would say it all the time when she got angry. Oh my gosh! So you know, kids are like sponges. I think when my mm. daughter was growing up, I remember I'd say something or do something, and she would just do the same thing. So I, I think we um, drum some of that loving, kind, compassion out of <laughs> out of kids as they grow up. Mm. What are you? What are the uh, eighteen secrets that you have? In the well, uh, we'll have to spend half a day go- <laughs> going over okay, all of them. But a, well, we'll, um, a we'll do a, we'll do some. We'll do some of my favorites. So, you know, kids think the sky's the limit. Um, uh, two stories about that. One was child and a, and a young girl, and her mother was at the zoo. And they were talking, and she said, dear, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
And she said, oh, I want to be a nurse. There's a lot of women who are nurses. And she said, well, you know, just because you were a woman, a girl, a female, you don't have to be a nurse. You can be whatever you want. And the young girl said, oh, great. Then I'll be a camel. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, so the sky's the limit. They could be whatever they want. They could have whatever they want in the in the world. So an, another little kid, the father took her to, um, what is it called? Take your child to work day. And people were asking, oh, do you want to be a reporter like your dad? He worked in a newspaper. And she said, no, when I grow up, I want to be a dancer clown doctor who drives bulldozers. <laughs> what an imagination. And exactly. And kids, it's like the world is abundant. You know, they mm-hmm. can be anything they want. Um, they're always saying yes to things. Adults are going, no, I can't do that. I don't have the money. I don't have the time, you know. And kids are going, why can't Why can't we do that? Why can't? And mm-hmm. so I think the kids um, see the world more abundantly than adults, and it's definitely something we can learn. And in fact, I start thinking about that and I thought, Oh, I've got to write a book about abundance. Mm. <laughs> so that, that I'm be... working on that book. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's, you, ever you know, read? one book leads to another. I don't know about other writers, but when I'm writing one book, it's just, Oh, that's a great idea. I can expand on that and put it somewhere else. So, mm. So abundance. I think adults uh, think the sky's the limit, you know. And I see that all the time in um, my life, Denise. Um, mm-hmm. Give you give mm-hmm. you another example and another mini miracle. I'm from New York City, so I try to get there every year. I had an apartment I stayed at at my cousin's house. She passed away. I had nowhere to stay, and um, I went to this conference. And there's a cocktail party, and I don't know this woman, but she comes over to me, and I, I'm fairly nicely dressed with a tie and a jacket, and she said, you are so cute. You are so adorable. <laughs> and we just start laughing. Um, and I said, where are you from? And she said, New York City. And I said, oh, that's where I was born. And we start laughing and chatting. and. I said, you know, I'm going there in a couple of months, and I don't have an apartment to stay at anywhere now because my cousin died, and I used to stay there. And she said, when are you going? And I told her the dates, and she said, oh, we're going to be in Italy the same time. You could stay at my apartment. Oh, my gosh. And I said, what do you you charge? And she said, nothing. I just, you could just stay there. So I've done that for the last four, three, four years, and I'm going to do that again this year. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Do you the see world them is at abundant. All? Pardon Do you me. See them at all? When you stay in their the place, people know. We email. They... I haven't seen her since that cocktail party. Because oh, <laughs> we pass in the night, you know. She goes oh, off to so Europe, crazy. and I go to New York. That is so crazy. That's just crazy good, really. So this, yeah, and the sky's the limit. I mean, I. Another wonderful story about that and another mini miracle is I used to work in New York City at Captain Kangaroo and every year he was the MC for the Macy Day Thanksgiving Parade. And so now I'm in California. 
I'm watching the parade a couple of years ago, and I'm thinking, God, I would love to be in that parade. I kind of worked on it all those years. But I didn't know, how do you do that? How do you get in the Macy Day Parade? And I thought, I don't know. But the world is abundant, and I believe in six degrees of separation, and I there must be somebody in the world that could help me get in the parade. So I put it on Facebook, and one of my colleague friends said, she will find out how I do it. She got me the right person to contact. I told him my story of working with Captain King Aru in the parade, what do you think happened a couple of years ago? I was in the Macy Day Parade. <laughs> you are a man that makes things happen. Well, I totally believe in abundance and that, like kids, that the sky's the limit. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you visualize, you picture what you want. That's right. And then, um, it, I mean, I did a TED Talk a couple, two years ago. 2016 this is 2018 and I wanted to do one so at the beginning of the year I usually look over my um, what is it called bucket list Mm -hmm. and I put Mm -hmm. down I wanted to do this was uh, January 5th I put down I wanted to do a TED talk at the end of the month I got an email unsolicited asking me if I'd want to do a TED talk April I forgot 22nd I think I did a TED Talk. Where? <laughs> what city? In uh, California, in Cupertino, where Apple Computer is. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, uh. again, world is abundant, sky's mm-hmm. the limit, ask for what mm-hmm. you want, visualize it, go do it. That's right. Ask for what you want. Yeah, that's what it. kids do. They always mm-hmm. ask, why can't I have that? Mom, I want that toy. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. that cell phone. Yep. And, uh, so just start seeing the world through the eyes of a child, and, and um, some of that will manifest. I guess you have um, a section in your book, I'm looking here, and it's titled Grow Down. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, when we are smaller, we're told to grow up. Mm-hmm. And so I think adults get too grown up sometimes. And um, maybe we need to grow down a bit. So throughout the book, to kind of um, help people kind of use what's in the book, not just the stories, but how to get it in their own life. I have not all chapters, I think, but most of the chapters has a grow down section. And so it's things that um, adults can do to become less adult, less serious. So I'm just looking at one here. Um, I don't know what chapter this because they all relate to the chapter. Mm-hmm. So let me see. Okay, so this is Be Optimistic. So there are mm-hmm. some things that people can do to be more optimistic. Um, we we're just talking about this abundance, actually. Sure. Um, sure. So by it's, these are not funny. These are um, things that kids can, I'm sorry, adults can do. But um, to see what you want to happen with ease and grace, to be grateful for yeah. everything that happens in your life, because I think mm-hmm. that 
the more you're grateful, the more things come into your life for which to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, to clearly picture what you want in your mind or in a, I like to do drawings and I have one on the wall now of lots of stuff. In fact, it has a, a million dollar bill, fake bill on it. <laughs> so more money comes in my life. Um, use affirmations, stuff like that. So it's like um, mm-hmm. things that people can do reading the book, not just read the book, but actually go and do something. Those are all really great suggestions. Thanks. So what have people been saying um, about your book? Oh, oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've been saying great things. I don't know that I have any of them in front of me. (laughs) Um, There were a couple of wonderful ones. Um, Well, I'm just opening the book. I looked it up on Amazon, and there's some wonderful Ah. Wonderful quotes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, people are saying, oh, thank you for writing the book because, and I'm paraphrasing, because um, I've grown too serious and mm-hmm. uh, this will show me how to lighten up a bit in my life. Um, here's a, here's one in the front of the book that says, Secrets Kids Know Made Me Smile Countless Times as it genuinely oh. captures the magic of childhood. So that's oh. what I basically try to do um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for readers. So another uh, thing that I think we can learn from kids is how to be more creative, because kids are uh, really creative. Yeah. I have a story in the book about a teacher who um, – went into a high school classroom and put a dot with a chalk on the blackboard and asked the class what that is. And most of them said, it's a dot on the blackboard. (laughs) She then went, yeah, I mean, literally that's what it was. So then she went to a kindergarten class and put a dot on the blackboard and asked the kids, what is this? And kids said things like, Oh, it's a dog scene from the roof of the Empire State Building. <laughs> it's a fly in a windshield. It's a spaceship in outer space. The point is kids are so creative. And so one of the exercises I do in my play workshops, not only Yuma workshops, but the play workshop, is I ask the people, you know, at their job, what are some of the challenges or that they're facing, and then we do a process where they look at how would a child deal or solve that that challenge. And it's amazing how it just frees up the people to think differently, maybe even come up with a solution, mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. nothing else, to lighten up their, their challenge. Yeah. So... We have a really good quote in your book. The world needs our light. Perhaps it is time to put aside our shyness, be bold like a child, and shine as bright as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, inv- I advise people to go to playgrounds and just sit and watch the kids because they are just <laughs> so bright, so full of energy, just so imaginative, creative, uh, play. They play with anything, you know, as a toy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
They amuse. I, I was at the airport not too long ago, and the plane was several hours late, and two kids took out their little cars and trucks. All the adults were fuming, but the kids sat on the on the rug, <laughs> made believe the padding in the rug was a highway, and they were just having such a great time. Um, and so, again, adults can learn that to, to take – there's an opportunity to have more fun, be more creative when the when the mm-hmm. plane is late. Yep, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Why don't you um, tell our audience where they can get your book? So almost anywhere. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, certainly, uh, certainly online. The book is in paperback, ebook, audio, CD. At oh Amazon, gosh. Barnes and Noble. Uh, Wonderful. Google Play. You know, IndieBound, iTunes, or my website. My uh, yeah. And what's your website? So, it is www.allenkline.com. But they got to spell my name right, A-L-L-E-N-K-L-E-I-N.com. Yeah, easy enough. Easy enough. Right. So what are Can your parting words? Quick Quick little, well, maybe this quick little story of how to Good. please do to, to maybe look through the eyes of a child. So the kids were in the cafeteria at a Catholic school, mm-hmm. and um, they were online, and they were taking, a lot of them were taking those bowl of apples, taking more than one apple. So the nun put a sign on the apples, God is watching, only take one apple. <laughs> Down the line was a whole bowl of cookies kid put a sign on take as many as you want god is watching the apples (laughs) i love it (laughs) so kids are creative adults can learn from them thank you alan it's been absolutely delightful thank you i appreciate it and um grow down a little (laughs) all right We will. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. That concludes our show for today. I hope you all have enjoyed it as much as we have. Tune in again next Wednesday. We'll have another wonderful guest for you. Until then, be well. Bye-bye. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have. And follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? 